I'm Chelsea, and I love Halloween. And I'm David, and I love Halloween, too. (laughs) And this is Based on a True Crime. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the first of our series of special Halloween minisodes that we're having this month. Our goal is to record and edit and post two episodes a week, but it should be fun because we're picking a lot of spooky movies. But for our first episode, we're going to do something a little more special. We're going to talk about the origins of Halloween, and then we're going to list our top five Halloween movies. Yes, we have compiled these lists separately and guarded them with our lives for the last week. So I don't know what David's top five are. He doesn't know what mine are. I would be surprised if we don't overlap somewhat, but I guess we will see. But first, we are going to discuss the origins of Halloween. Yeah, we certainly are. There's a lot of uh, things that you may not know about the origins of Halloween. So Chelsea's going to kick us off. So tell us a little bit about the history. Yes. So we're going to start with something that quite a few of you might know if you've uh, seen it. It's popped up in quite a few Halloween like episodes of TV shows. I think there was an episode of Supernatural where they talk about kind of the origins of Halloween And of course, there is the movie Trick or Treat. So Halloween started as the Celtic Festival of Samhain. Samhain is spelled S-A-M-H-A-I-N. So Samhain. Samhain, which... um, So our our buddy Sam from Trick or Treat probably should be pronounced Sow. So the Festival of Samhain was their New Year celebration. It was celebrated beginning the night of October 31st into November 1st. And this period was treated as the New Year because it was the end of the harvest and the beginning of winter. So this period of time actually for a lot of cultures kind of would represent death and dying because it's when, you know, all the trees are losing their leaves and the harvest is ending. So your plants are you know, dying and entering a period of cold, dark, short days. But this was also believed to be a time when the boundary between the living and the dead was at its thinnest. And as a result, a lot of people believe that at this time, the presence of these spirits could help them to predict the future. So there was a lot of kind of divination taking place. They would light huge bonfires. They wore costumes, which are usually animal heads and skin. And they told each other's fortunes. So in 43 AD, the Roman Empire conquered Celtic territory. And they kind of did what they tend to do, which is combining their holidays as kind of the conquering group with that of the people being conquered. So they had a festival, it was Feralia, which was a day to commemorate the dead that was in late October. And they also, around the same time, had a festival to honor Pomona, who's the goddess of fruits and trees, like, say, apple trees, which, 
you know, apples and Halloween, like bobbing for apples, they, they tend to go together. <laughs> yeah. Oh, definitely. I, I, I think of apples a lot, I guess, just because they're in season in late September. Yeah. Which is, I'm sure why they held the festival then. So Halloween kind of as we know it began to take form first in the year 609, Pope Boniface, the, uh, the fourth, he dedicated the uh, Roman pantheon to honor Christian martyrs. And he established All Martyrs Day on May 13th. So the day of May 13th, as I mentioned earlier, these conquering ideologies kind of taking over holidays, right? So May 13th was the same as Lemuria, which is a Roman festival for the dead. And then Pope Gregory III ended up expanding All Martyrs Day to honor saints also. And these saints were called hollows. Yeah. Uh-huh. You, see, you see the direction we're heading I in? I see where you're headed. So the ho- that holiday on May 13th was then changed from All Martyrs Day to All Hollows Day. And then in 835, All Hollows Day was moved to November 1st by Pope Gregory IV. So it was the same day as that Festival of Samhain. And the night before, which is October 31st, was All Hallows Eve or All Hallows Evening. And All Hallows Evening became contracted to Halloween. Aha. Uh-huh. Halloween. Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so you have All Hallows Eve, All Hallows Day, which is also All Saints Day, which I feel like All Saints Day is kind of more common now. Yeah. And then November 2nd is All Souls Day, which is a day that's typically used to remember deceased relatives. So going along with that idea of a lot of these cultures celebrating a festival of the dead around that time and also the idea that maybe the boundaries between the dead and the living become blurred. (laughs) So all three of these days together are also called the All Hollow Tide, or at least were. I had never heard that term before, but I like it. Yeah, no, it's cool. So that's kind of how Halloween came to be. I wanted to touch upon a few of my favorite Halloween traditions and where they have their roots. What's your favorite? So... I mean, trick-or-treating, obviously. Yes. I haven't done it in years because I'm old, but it was for sure a favorite. We didn't eat uh, sweets very often in my house, so trick-or-treating was very exciting for me. It was one of the couple times a year when I was able to get my hands on candy other than chocolate. Sugar, sugar, sugar. My parents were convinced that anything other than chocolate would rot my teeth out of my head or break my teeth or something tooth related or the razor blades might get you no that's only in candy apples oh yeah that's right but yeah so every halloween i would go trick-or-treating i'd get a ton of candy i would try to eat as much of the non-chocolate candy as i could while i was out trick-or-treating because when i came home my parents would buy off all of the candy other than the chocolate for me and then my dad would bring them into his high school and give them out to his kids Ah, didn't mind if they rotted their teeth out of their heads just minded if i did i guess (laughs) get them sugarified so they pay attention in class (laughs) oh god um so trick-or-treating has its roots in this idea of mumming and guising so mummers are usually kind of like you hear for like acting troops like old acting troops and then guising like disguises So these people would go from house to house in costume and they would recite 
verses or sing songs in exchange for food. See, I love the theatricality about it. Yes. It reminds me a bit of St. Louis where kids actually tell jokes for candy instead of just saying trick or treat, which is awesome. And I miss it so much. Um, But one thing I saw that they would get for food was like soul cakes, which I got to find a recipe for that because I'm intrigued. They're like offerings for the dead. So people in costumes, they were kind of going to represent the souls of dead people. And yeah, they would kind of accept them as offerings um so not only was this disguise meant to represent the spirits it was also supposed to protect them from the spirits basically they would be recognizable if they had masks on so spirits couldn't come and steal their soul cakes or whatever so they would get these offerings in exchange for good luck but if they were not welcomed they would threaten mischief so trick instead of the tree (laughs) (laughs) so the other tradition i want to talk about is jack-o'-lanterns oh yeah i love jack-o'-lanterns me too or jack-o'-turnip lanterns now it doesn't make any sense because pumpkin's not the name anyway they used to be made with turnips is what i'm getting at so turnips that's so weird yeah you think the concept is weird you need to see the creepy pictures Jack-o'-lanterns began in Ireland in the 19th century, and they were turnips that were hollowed out and given really grotesque faces, and then a light was placed inside. And they were meant to represent the spirits, but also to ward them off. So kind of the same thing as the costumes. It's this kind of dual purpose. And to ward them off, they would set them on windowsills of homes, The name Jack-O-Lantern has the same kind of root as Will-O-The-Wisp, and both of them were used to represent the visual phenomenon of ghost lights. Uh Aha. Yes. So they had um, a pretty close association with the dead, so they were thought to represent souls that were trapped in purgatory, so they were denied entrance into heaven or hell. And when this custom came to North America, rather than carving out turnips, which are you know kind of hard all the way through, I can't imagine they're easy to carve, but I think I need to try carving one. Oh, we should <laughs> totally to carve some like. turnips. Yeah. So when the tradition came to North America, they discovered this cool little plant called the pumpkin, which is much bigger than the turnip. It's super easy to hollow out because you just cut it open and pull out all those squishy insides, roast up those pumpkin seeds. (laughs) They're native to the United States and they're also seasonal. So they come into season right around Halloween, just in time for Halloween. Yeah, it's perfect timing. So there is folklore associated with the jack-o'-lantern, From what I read, it seems like the jack-o'-lantern existed first and the story came afterwards. Oh, okay. So what's the story behind jack-o'-lanterns? So, of course, it starts with a man named Jack. Wait, Jack Skellington, the pumpkin king? No. No. Okay. No. All right. Who is it? Um, So he's just your average Joe, your average Jack, and he is able to trap Satan uh, sometimes with a cross carved into an apple tree. I read one version where he gets Satan to turn himself into a coin and sticks him in his wallet next to a cross. And he ends up making a deal with the devil, which is never a good idea. No, never a good idea. Yeah. Deal with the devil literally means bad idea. <laughs> yeah. So he made this deal that Satan would never take his soul. 
and take him into hell. So he thought, hey, I can do whatever I want. Lived a really sinful life and then died. And heaven was like, nah, nah, bro. Sorry. So oops. Yeah. So he was barred from heaven. But then he also could not go into hell because of this deal he made with the devil. What did he do? So he didn't have a place to go. He complained that he couldn't see his way. And Satan tossed him up an ember from the fire of Hades that would never burn out. And Jack carved himself a little lamp out of a turnip, which was his favorite food, (laughs) and put the ember in it and is forever wandering the earth looking for a resting place. That's an awesome story, and I really want to see the movie. Um, So finally, the last thing I want to touch upon is my, you know, another favorite thing about Halloween. I'm sure a favorite thing of yours about Halloween, David. It's spooky stuff. Ooh, yes. So for, for a lot of these cultures, these festivals of the dead, they're really celebrations of life right yeah yeah but why do we think of you know witches and evil spirits when we think of halloween Hmm. i don't know why from what i could surmise it's because of the protestants aha (laughs) those protestants yes so halloween had a lot of association with the dead and with spirits and especially with purgatory so stories like with jack being trapped on earth the idea of jack-o'-lanterns representing souls in purgatory and it was really considered as a time when you could maybe see souls traveling from purgatory into heaven so it was you know a celebration of that but protestants don't believe in purgatory so during the reformation protestants balked at all of the halloween associations and said you know these souls can't be souls journeying from purgatory into heaven because there is no purgatory so instead these are evil spirits who are accompanied by witches and they're coming to get you (laughs) so they would on halloween bless their homes and barns and they would all pray together and as a result of this halloween celebrations were very limited in New England because, you know, we were colonies of Protestants coming over that kind of started those colonies. So celebrations of Halloween were much more common in Southern colonies, like in Maryland. And it really wasn't until actually Irish immigrants came over in the mid 19th century that Halloween became more widely celebrated. Oh, cool. You know, it's, it makes sense. It started as a a Celtic festival. (laughs) So uh, this holiday also became a lot more about community and it lost most of its religious aspects really by the late 1800s. Did it lose the spooky aspects too? Never. All right. (laughs) (laughs) So big, huge Halloween parties were really how they were celebrated. There were parades. These were like town-wide parties. And then in the 1920s and 1950s, trick-or-treating was actually brought back. So it was a very early custom when the Irish first came over, but... Once it became more about the big parties, it kind of died out, but it came back because it was a really inexpensive way for an entire community to celebrate Halloween. And it also helped to accommodate the massive population boom that happened in the 1950s. And that's basically how it came to be the Halloween that we all know and love. 
Yeah, that's awesome. The end. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. The end of that discussion. The end of that. I guess the the whole trunk or treat thing has kind of, I guess, reduced the amount of house to house trick or treating that has always yeah, happened. I that I grew up with. Yeah. I think true. that's just kind of boring. I mean, a trunk or treating was never a thing that I did. I lived in a neighborhood where it was a lot of trick-or-treating but my parents have said that in recent years they've had much fewer trick-or-treaters personally i think it's because they give out raisins and pretzels <laughs> but <laughs> i think we have a reputation <laughs> like uh they come by for trick-or-treaters come by and they like leave a mark on the door i was talking <laughs> and about, everyone yeah. else knows not to come <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was talking to somebody recently and they were saying that their um their next door neighbor gave out full-size candy bars and random candy bars had cash money taped underneath the candy bars randomly i thought you were gonna say random ones had razor blades <laughs> <laughs> and i was like i would still risk it for a full-size candy bar on halloween yeah absolutely would risk i remember trick-or-treating there were families that had like not only the full-size candy bars but it was like a garbage can full of them wow and they weren't even there there was just like you know honor system just take one which I took one. I saw people taking handfuls. Oh, yeah. Do you ever have any creepy houses you went up to and got something weird? Oh, I had people that gave out nickels. I definitely had someone who gave out Bible verses. I think, like, toothbrush is another weird one. It was, like, a dentist that gave out, like, a toothbrush and a little business card. Like, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I remember two weird ones. I remember an older lady had run out of candy and so she ran to her pantry and was like, would you like some of this soup or tuna? And oh uh, I think me and my friends were like, no, thank you. It's okay. And then another couple had like kind of bruised apples. And those we just kind of like threw into the neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah, I would too. Yeah, By the time I was trick-or-treating, it was already like you need to have wrapped and sealed candy. Yeah. And no one was giving out other stuff. But I know like that was not a weird thing for a long time like to bake cookies to give out or make caramel apples to give out but yeah uh, some yeah. people had to ruin it for everyone else with their razor blades or rat poison or whatever they were putting well that's another story N there are zero actual cases where there was ever a single razor blade found in a single piece of candy oh yeah we should uh we could do a whole there episode about that needles and meat though needles and meat and, and cyanide those. in tylenol yeah. oh yeah yeah which that's another story for another Story night. for another night. All right. So, no, that's cool. I, I love the history of Halloween. It goes so far back. Yeah, yeah, I love it too. Now that we've oh. talked about the history of Halloween and we've built this up, I guess we'll talk about some top Halloween-themed horror movies that we've curated. The question is, who's going to start first? Well, we need to start with our number fives first, and then we're going to go backwards to our number ones. All right. Yeah? Yeah, that sounds fair. All right. Okay. All right, I'll go first. Okay. My number five is Ernest Scared Stupid. Nice. <laughs> Ernest Scared Stupid is amazing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Most of the Ernest movies, I watched them growing up, and we watched it last year right we watched Ernest Goes Stupid last year and it was the first time I had seen it since I was a kid and it held up so well it's scary it's terrifying it's moving Ernest is the best R.I.P. Yep, Jim Barney <laughs> yeah I just I, I love that movie and I feel like it's it is the only one on my list that I have a nostalgic attachment to and I needed one on my list and that that is the one ah interesting yes okay cool no i love ernest scared stupid monsters are great oh yeah oh my god creepy trolls 
What's your number five, David? My number five is Tales from Halloween. All right. All right. I can. Well, I'm going to say right now that's my number four. So Ooh. we can talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Okay. All right. I was trying not to like force your hand <laughs> in revealing your next one, but. um. That's how it works with these lists, though. Yeah. Tales of Halloween is, I mean, it's super recent, but it's quickly, I think, become a lot of people's go-to horror Halloween anthology movie, which is pretty remarkable. I feel like every segment is strong. It starts off like, it hits the the ground running. The candy. Yeah. Oh my God. It's, yeah. Tales from Halloween, I was really blown away the first time we watched it. I feel like every segment kind of takes on a different aspect of Halloween, it, it feels like it's really celebrating the holiday. <laughs> it's oh, a totally. lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, it's really great. And I, I do think that first, the Sweet Tooth one is my favorite. I like the one where the kid like pranks the devil. Oh. That one's really good. Yeah. So yeah, tells Halloween. Yeah. Is there one in that series that you would say is weaker than the others? Do you have a favorite and a least favorite? Yeah, oddly enough, the um the last one, the um the pumpkin one. Oh, the pumpkin one. I, I like it, but uh it's the one I'm kinda like, wow, I'm so amped up from the whole thing and then the pumpkin happens and it's like ah. See, I like the pumpkin one because of, you know, the GMO connection, which I, I have strong feelings. It's it's my field and I'm I'm not anti-GMO, but it just made me kind of giggle. So is um, your least favorite one the one where you can't look back at the uh, don't look no, back behind you? No, my least favorite oh. one is the one with the um, with the kid being chased by those other three teens. And it turns out like his family was burnt down and he's getting revenge with the monster. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Just, yeah. I, I just didn't really... It didn't appeal to me the way the other ones did. It was less about Halloween, <laughs> I think, is the issue. Um, All right, fair but, enough. So, but I mean, I on a whole, I loved it. On the whole. On a whole? Did I say on a whole? Wait, what? <laughs> on the whole? <laughs> no. I meant on the whole. Okay. All well, right. So that's my number I four. forced your you hand. To, yeah. What's your number four? My number four is John Carpenter's Halloween. All right. It did not make my top five. I'm sorry. Oh, well, <laughs> I kind of suspected that because we had a conversation we fairly did, yeah. recently about the spirit of the holiday and how it's incorporated into the movie itself. I love that movie, but I do feel like when I'm looking for a Halloween movie to watch, that's not the first one that comes to mind because Halloween is the setting, but it's not really, you know, a player. <laughs> It's not really a player in the movie, but it's so good. It's undeniably amazing. I wanted John Carpenter to represent in this list. I mean, I guess it's really his only one that he's directed that takes place on Halloween. So yeah. Yes, that was that was a criteria. I don't know if we said this going in. It's not, you know, movies that we watch around Halloween or scary movies. These are Halloween movies. Yes. Yes. All right. So that was four. Chelsea, what's your number three? Ooh, I'm getting nervous. Yeah, I have a feeling this one will not be in your top five because I think I might have actually liked it more than you. Ooh, okay. Murder Party. It's on my list, but not on my top five list. All right. All right. So, That's what I figured. Yeah. I loved Murder Party. <laughs> it's, um, I'm trying to think of what it's most comparable to. It's a bit like, um, oh shit, what's that movie where all the college kids accidentally kill themselves? T- yeah, I was I was just going to say Turkendale versus yeah. Evil. I was just going to say that. Well, I'm saying it. Ha <laughs> um, <laughs> So it's a bit like... Tucker and Dale versus Evil, where there's a lot of just crazy accidental deaths. It's it's amazing. 
just just actually watch it. I'm not going to really get into spoilers, but I will, if I remember on Instagram, um, post my Halloween costume that I did where I dressed like the main character in a cardboard suit of armor. Oh, yeah. So yes. good. Um, wow. Okay. So then what's your number three? My number three is Halloween 3 Season of the Witch. Well, that's on my list. Okay. No, don't. You don't have to give it away. It could be any of the top three, so just reveal well, them one at a time. Two. All right. If it if you do reveal it, we could talk about it more in depth. So I will I'll hold back a little bit um so that we can both chat about it. Um All right, well then let's skip it. Let's go to my number two. All right. My number two is trick or treat. My number two is trick or treat. Hey <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I would hope that most everyone out there has watched this movie by now. And if not, just go watch it. It's it's amazing if you like i don't even want to say it's not like it's scary is it scary i don't think it's scary i I think think it's it's a thrill ride um similar to how cabin fever is like not scary but it's a cabin fever cabin in the woods i hate i hate cabin fever (laughs) um cabin in the woods is a thrill ride and it's fun it is fun it is fun it is very much about halloween trick-or-treat yeah Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think really captures the Halloween spirit. It's very similar. I think the vibe with Tales of Halloween, it's celebrating the holiday. But I I do think I like Trick or Treat more, which is why I put it higher on the list. And also it came first. So it came first and it has such for coming first. Yeah. And uh, it also has a set of rules that define every single segment, which I think is important in a great horror anthology. Yes, they're much more interconnected in Trick or Treat versus Tales of Halloween. In Tales of Halloween, they're happening in the same universe. And I think you see some like, oh, you see this character from the story in the background of this one. But yeah, you see like Adam Green is a cop and he's in yeah. another segment and then you carry on yeah. with people. But for but Trick right. or Treat is very clever. And I mean, it has Sam or as I like to call him, Sal. <laughs> <laughs> that's, um, yeah i guess that's what we're calling him now. he's iconic i don't think i've gone to a horror con where there wasn't at least one person bringing their little kid dressed like sam yeah remember the little <laughs> girl adorable. at uh horror hound indie yes she was yes. great sam oh yeah all right so do you oh have a favorite God. segment of trick-or-treat uh the bus oh that's a good one yeah yeah man and i mean it's you know in terms of everything coming together yeah the bus mm-hmm what about you? Uh, I would have to say Sam versus uh, what's his name. <laughs> no, actually, um, man, it's so hard. I've never even thought oh about my what my God. favorite one is. It's so I was gonna tough. say, but the neighbor is so good too. Right, the, like, with Billy or whatever. The uh, teacher yeah. that actually serial killer. It's yeah. just so everything's so good. Everything's I honestly great. don't have a least favorite segment okay. in that movie. Yeah. It's it's great. Okay. Cool. Yeah. All right. Oh my God. <sighs> I know. Well, now you know what my number one is. Are you surprised? Uh, I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah. So my number one is Halloween 3. Yes. Whew. Yeah. What is, wait, what is it today? Uh, 21 more days till Halloween. 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 21 more days till Halloween. Silver Shamrock. It's amazing. Yeah. That movie. I love that movie. And I kind of mourn for what the Halloween franchise could have been if they had decided to just you know leave michael myers and go into just yearly halloween themed scary movies my top five would probably be completely different that's for sure yeah <laughs> oh, oh totally but uh man i love that movie <laughs> imagine a world where i think we've talked i know we've talked about this before but it's like if the halloween series had been like an anthology and a different story each year. And then if they wanted to tell more Michael Myers stories, just have them Michael Myers part 
three, Michael Myers part four, whatever. And then yeah. keep that Halloween spirit with the rest of them. Would have been awesome. Yeah. But we might never have gotten Druid Michael Myers. No. Oh, no. With Paul Rudd. No, that's the worst one. <laughs> it is the worst one. It's worse than the Buster Rhymes one. And I am I actually am fine with Buster Rhymes one. I am totally fine with that one. But the, no, the Paul Rudd one with the Druid cult and all that. Nope. Halloween 3 is amazing. So, yeah. Yes. Oh, I love you so much. Oh, <laughs> That's I love you awesome. too. So, what's your number one? <laughs> I don't know if it'll be a surprise for you or not, but um, it's The Barn. The Barn? Yes. Oh, out of left field. Yeah. Wow. I thought it was going to be Night of the Demons. And I was like, I, I knew you liked Night of the Demons. I didn't know you, number one, liked Night of the Demons. Wow, the barn, it's so new and it's your number one. It was great. Yeah, yeah. I have an unhealthy um, obsession with that movie, I guess. No, it was really good. I don't know. Is it streaming or available to rent? I feel like that's one that probably many of our listeners have not seen and perhaps have not even heard of. <laughs> no, it's great. So it was a Indiegogo that started off. As, as like, you're talking, I'm looking over your shoulder at your signed poster of the barn, which we need to post. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. And uh, Justin, the director, I've been lucky enough to chat with him a bunch at some conventions. And their, their team that produced the movie and created it is just great it's like this um retro vhs era feels like it's in the 80s and it's so authentic it's unbelievable um we also watched it on vhs we did yeah i was able to find a working vhs player at goodwill and i surprised you with it uh one day when you came home from work right yeah it was for uh my birthday last year all right yeah yeah and then um I mean, yeah, so that was just last year that this came out. Um, they were on the festival surf circuit for a while, and then they released a, well, we got the VHS. There's a DVD out there that's really great, and then there's a Blu-ray coming out in a couple of weeks. So, um, oh, just in time for Halloween. Yes. Can they? Can you rent it on iTunes, though? Uh, yeah, yeah, you All can, right. you can um, get the digital copy of All the right. barn for sure. Besides the throwback part of it, I just really love the story and the the characters it has a um i don't know it just has a, a heart to it that just yeah, i don't know you just can't fake it and then it has a set of three villains which are really cool as i look at the the poster there's a, a oh minor character minor not like a minor like an actual <laughs> a like a cold who works in the mines yes. there's a uh jack-o-lantern jack-o-lantern character and then there's a scarecrow, a scary scarecrow. Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. Now I'm thinking about watching that movie. It is so good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We love The Barn. Uh, based on True Crime, fan of The Barn. Um, yes. I got to work on some fan art, I guess, for that. Really. Oh, you do. Yeah, yeah for so. sure. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I could surprise you a little bit. Yes, you did. So do we want to talk honorable mentions? I have a few written down. Yes. Uh, I would love to talk about honorable mentions. And then um, I have a list of just I'll run them off really quick that feel like Halloween, but don't necessarily take place on Halloween. Right. And then just a three Halloween specials. I just wanted to give a shout out to. All right. Well, my honorable mentions, I mean, one of them is Halloween. Okay. So cool. that we've already covered. The other is Hocus Pocus. Yes. I mean, it's, it's so good. It's, 
I mean, it's a kid's movie, but it's very enjoyable. I don't really have much of a nostalgic attachment to it. I actually watched it the first time when I was in my 20s. <laughs> so I, I kind of missed out on that one. We were just talking. We actually just watched Halloween Town, which is another one that I missed out on in my youth. It came out when I was, what, 11? And the main character is 12. And I didn't watch it until I'm uh, 29. <laughs> so yeah. I think I might be too late to that train. But I do love Hocus Pocus. And I've watched it the last couple Halloweens. Um, and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do one more honorable mention. If you're talking about non-Halloween movies, The Craft. That's another one I've watched the last couple of years in or around Halloween. And I love The Craft. So cool. Those are my honorable mentions. What are yours? Um, all right. So my honorable mentions are Night of the Demons, which I know you'd expect it to be at maybe one of the top spots. Um, Hocus Pocus, Yay. which I right. just mentioned. Murder Party, one of your top ones. Tim Burton's Sleepy Hollow, which I feel all like right. is a very Halloween-y movie. The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad, which is my favorite, absolute favorite headless horseman story i don't think i've seen that we should watch it this year yeah uh we have it on itunes so all right excellent yep. that makes it easy yeah Ernest scared stupid yay yes. <laughs> the original live action short film frankenweenie from tim burton tim burton's directorial debut that's not the one that i watched when i was yes kid. yeah it's a short i thought it was a movie i remembered renting it like on vhs yeah it's i don't know how long it is but it's less it's under 45 minutes Oh, really? Yeah. I still don't know how. We were just talking about this. I somehow managed to watch that movie a ton when I was a kid, and I loved it. And then the preview for the uh, animated Frankenweenie came on, and I like was on the verge of tears. I had to make David stop it because I, I don't know if it's because I have a dog now, and when I was watching it as a kid, it was before my parents got dogs, and then, you know, obviously before I had Hildegard, but... Yeah, now the idea of dogs dying at all, even touching upon it a little bit, especially when it's like a well-loved dog. Oh my God, I'm going to start crying now. Oh, I know. No. I know. We anyway, I can't watch Frank and Weenie anymore is what I'm saying. Yeah, I think I'm the similar way. Mm. And then uh, my final runner-up is The Guest. Yes, yes. We were just talking about this. I, I love The Guest and I was really surprised because I forgot it was a Halloween movie. <laughs> Yeah, and so uh, that, that should be. I'm gonna slip that right into my honorable mentions right now. It's really good. Yeah, check out the guest. It's uh, Adam Wingard and uh, Aaron over at Cavity Colors has a great uh, new line of gear for the guest. So check his stuff out. And it's starring uh, what's his name from Beauty and the Beast? Can't remember. Michael Keat. Oh, it's um. Oh, why can't I think of his name? Dan Stevens. Yes. So it's starring Dan Stevens, and it's he's basically in like everything now but it was the first thing i saw him in and i'm still scared of him <laughs> even in beauty and the beast i was like turned back into a beast yeah so think of oh. the guest as a bizarre in some weird way you have a reinterpretation reimagining of halloween in a very weird way i feel like i could see it we had that discussion after we watched it and you had me convinced so yeah yeah if anyone Wants David to explain himself at Lab Creature on Twitter, at Lab Creature on Instagram. Yeah, just chat, uh, just chat, chat. about the guest. Yes, please. And watch it because it's awesome. It is awesome. All right. Um, these are movies that to me feel like Halloween. Here's the thing. <laughs> Wait, not here's the thing. <laughs> the difficult thing for me is, I guess, that 
we watch horror movies all year round. Yes. So <laughs> it was it was really great to be able to take um kind of a little bit more definition to what is a a a, a, hair, a horror movie by saying it needs to take place on Halloween, mm-hmm. right? So I'm just gonna list these off because they remind me of the the spirit of the season versus like a a Nightmare on Elm Street really doesn't ever feel like a Halloween movie. It's it could be a Christmas movie though. Yeah. He's wearing a Christmas sweater, right? Yeah, red and green. Oh, t- <laughs> <laughs> I like what you did there. Yeah. Uh, okay. Started with Creep Show. George Romero's horror anthology feels like Halloween to me. Oh yeah, I could see it. Pumpkinhead. Oh my God, we did watch that around Halloween the first time I saw it, and that's a uh, another one. Like I can't deal with movies where dogs die, and I really don't think I could deal with movies where like cute little children that wear glasses die, like specifically, uh, because that was gut wrenching. Yeah, it's good. oh spoiler alert. I mean that's it happens really it's early. That's so kind cute. of what the movie's about. He's adorable. Yeah. Um, the Fog, which is John Carpenter's uh, superb ghost story, one of the best ghost story films of all time. Yeah, you're quoting that on Facebook today. It was a foggy morning. Yeah. Yeah. yeah don't go into the fog. Yeah, it's it is very good. I was surprised. I feel like when you think of a pirate ghost story, you think it's gonna be schlocky. There's also Halloween Three connection. Yep. And a Halloween connection. <laughs> hey, <laughs> uh, it's great. The fog is great. Yes. Uh, a Mad Monster Party, which is a really super rad vintage stop motion classic. I have not seen that one. We'll watch that. Uh, we have it on iTunes. So All right. Check it out. Silver Bullet, because it just. <gasps> yes. I love that movie. Yeah. Oh, yes. We watched. We just watched it like a couple months ago. We did. Yeah. 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 That's one. I, I would like. watch it again this October. That's yeah. actually. A movie that I do have a nostalgic connection to. I watched that when I was a kid. And I mean, wasn't I at one point like describing it to you? Being like, I remember this movie that I saw. And I was like, so what it is. And it's like, yeah, David <laughs> called it. And then we watched it after that. And it's just as good as I remember. Yeah. Yes. Love it. Um, Love it. Yep. The Monster Squad is good all year round. but <laughs> We just know. watched it, though. Yeah, we yeah. totally just watched it. So, um, Night of the Living Dead, which was really my big first horror movie. The original? Or? Yeah, the original black and white, which aired on like PBS really late. And my dad let me stay up late and watch it. And it blew my little kid mind. Aw. It, so. It's groundbreaking. I have a slight preference for the remake. Oh, I love the remake. I, yeah. I would watch the remake a lot. I've seen it probably more. Dead and Buried. Oh, yes. Dead and Buried is just like a seaside. It feels it's like a sleepy town. It feels like I don't know why it feels like fall to me, but um It has well, it's like the I feel like new the New England vibe yeah. can feel a bit folly. At least for me, I, I always associate the season with that because the leaves turn so pretty there and I also, you know, used to live in the area. But I loved that movie. I feel like that's in my... We've watched so many movies together, but I have this grouping of movies that we watched together that I just absolutely loved. And it's like Reanimator falls in that category. And so does Dead and Buried. I love the trope of like the creepy town where something's just like not quite right. Um, and you're like a, the point of view of like the outsider going into this town. It's, it's great. Yeah. If you haven't seen yeah. it, please check it out. Cause we both love it. 
This is a schlocky one. It's a terrible follow-up to one of my favorite horror movies. But Return of Living Dead 2. <laughs> I have the poster on my wall. <laughs> Another poster that I'm staring at over your shoulder. Yeah. But it's just, ah, as, a, as a sequel, it's awful. But by itself, I just I remember watching it as a kid in October a lot. It just reminds me of Halloween. Something about the I zombies. mean, it's. It's really good. I don't know if it's really good. I'm trying to think if I that's the one with like the little kid, right? Yeah. In the graveyard. Yeah. Is that the one with the so spicy? Or is it no, the that's first the original. One? That's the original. Yeah, that's the original. I have them a bit convoluted in my mind because well, we watched bec- them right. Yeah. Also because it's essentially a remake because um it has the two leads from the original playing different characters but also getting exposed to the trioxin and becoming zombies so that could be why i'm confusing the two but i remember enjoying it yeah it i mean it's fun it's just as a sequel it doesn't quite live up to the original and then just want to end it with day of the dead which is george romero's bleak 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 zombie classic feels like fall to me feels like halloween yay yeah, so is that actually list. the end? No, you had specials, right? You had TV specials. I do, and my number one Halloween special is Garfield's Halloween. No! Oh, I knew you would bring that up. I knew it. I yeah. thought we could end this episode without you bringing that up. Nope. Um, as a child, I would say kindergarten or first grade, our teacher thought it would be a good idea to sit us down yeah. around, oops, sit us down around the Halloween season and put on garfield's halloween special (laughs) like it's some fun movie for kids that kids will love just because garfield's in it um and i was so scared that they had to send me to the library and sit me down and have me you know read books instead and i have not watched it since literally all i know is like there's pirate ghosts yeah but it's not like the fog (laughs) fog i liked garfield's halloween special i will never watch i refuse (laughs) It's really scary. <laughs> no. Me me as a child, you know, me, you're talking about me in first grade. I'm pretty sure by then I was reading Edgar Allan Poe and I could not deal with Garfield's Halloween special. Although Edgar Allan Poe is a whole nother story. Yeah. All right. With the, we'll, the tall tale heart. We should say that one dum, for another time. Dum, 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 dum. Yes. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> but Garfield is scary. But I don't know. It, it definitely maybe damaged me a little too. um and then the uh great pumpkin charlie brown Uh, a classic yes a classic and then um just uh one that is feel is so halloweeny is um season one and it's episode eight of the real ghostbusters it's the episode when halloween was forever and it's the one where basically the villain is a big pumpkin headed um gentleman who is sawain oh Interesting. I did not see any of the Ghostbusters cartoon. It's great. I mean, the whole uh, the whole series feels like Halloween, I guess, because they're Gus, bust, Gust and Bose. Gust and Bose. Yeah. Wow. They're busting ghosts all left and right, and uh, this one in particular is really good. So we should probably check that out. Yes. All right. Well, that's the grueling list. We'll have to share the this on social media. Yeah, for sure. We could do our top five on uh, probably on Twitter and Instagram, but maybe your long list you could post on Facebook. So yeah. So reach out to us. Tell us what your favorite Halloween movies are. I would love to uh, be informed of some movies that we have not seen. Yes. So you oh, got totally. You have an obscure one. 
uh, find us. We are on Instagram at Based on a True Crime. We're on Twitter at True Crime Based. We're on Facebook, Based on a True Crime Podcast. And our email is based on a true crime at gmail.com. And our website is based on a true crime.com. Yeah, we would love to hear from you. And you'll hear from us again in just a few days because <laughs> we should have our next episode out on monday and i can spoiler it all i want because i already posted the teasers and we already got guesses everywhere because they were pretty obvious it's uh our full episode is going to be on the conjuring series so we're gonna talk about ed and lorraine warren and annabelle and the enfield haunting and a couple other of their cases just touch upon and that's our monday episode our Thursday or Friday episode, our mini-sode is going to be on... Hi, I'm Andy. What's your name? Hi, I'm Chucky, and I'm your friend to the end. Heidi ho <laughs> Yep, it's on Chucky. David finally got me to watch Chucky by having us do an episode on robert the doll so yep. stay tuned for that i already watched it and i'm still alive yes so. you hear the pitter patter of little feet that weren't kitties or puppies yeah it's hard to tell in this house pretty yeah. sure all those pitter patters were kitties all right cool yeah all right well thanks for kicking off the halloween season with us we're really excited about this month and look forward to all these upcoming episodes and uh well just remember, death is but a door. And time is but a window. We'll be back. Thanks for listening. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.